Praise the Lord. Uh, before I pray, I want to give you an assignment. The Lord gave me a scripture in Job 138, verse 2. Can you put it up? Job 138, in verse 2. New Living Translation. I want to share it before we start preaching. Is it? No, no, no. It didn't say 22. I didn't say 22. Is it Job? Or did I give you a wrong scripture? Okay, I'll get it later on and I'll give it to you. Because in that scripture it says uh, that there is nothing God cannot do and nobody can stop him. That is scripture God gave me last week. He said, my son, remember that there is nothing I cannot do and nobody can stop me. And he told me something interesting. He said, my power is power. It's limitless. My power is limitless. My life is limitless. And the same life I put in you is limitless. He said, don't ever fear. Don't be afraid. He said, there is nothing I cannot do, and nobody can stop me. I'll find it later on. If I don't find it now before we leave, I'll give it to you. I gave it to a church in Congo. They are starting a new branch today. So we were sharing and praying, and then the Lord said, share with them. And I gave it to them. The thing blew their mind. I said, don't be afraid. Step out there in boldness. There is nothing God cannot do, and nobody can stop it. It's in Job. I think Job, I think Job 32 verse 2 or so, Job 38 verse 2. I don't know. I'll find it later on. Job what? 22 2. 42. That's my daughter. That's why she's here. That's my real daughter. I love my daughter so much. Awesome. <clears throat> Do you know when I talk to her, it's far better than when I talk to the boys. The boys are impatient. But she's so patient with me. You know, we chat and chat. And I say, Jeff, you're, you're, you're so different. Thank God for daughter Sue. <laughs> the boys are always in a hurry, always in a hurry. You know, Dad, yeah, I, don't, I love you, Dad. <laughs> but with Jessica, we take time, we chat, and blesses me. Oh, man. I said, this is good. I never had a daughter until she came. To God be the glory. Let us rise up. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Can we put it? In the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes. Upon Jesus, I've blown his wonderful face, and the face of the earth we grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Let's sing it again one more time. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Glory in his wonderful face And the things of earth we grow strange 
in the light of his Precious Father, we thank you. You gave it to me. You said, son, fear nothing. For there is nothing you cannot do. You told me, say, son, you know, my power is limitless. My life is limitless. It has no beginning, it has no end. And you said, there's nobody who can stop me. We thank you. As we gather in your presence with the boldness that your spirit inspires, we worship you. You are the Lord, our God. Here are your children. We are saying together that you are God and we are not afraid. You are the strength of our life. We will not fear what any man can do. Father, we give you praise. You are in us. You are among us. You are with us. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We give you glory. As we gather in this fellowship, you are here by your spirit. And you are here to do us good. You will teach us as a father. You will feed us as a father. You will help us as a father. You will bless us as a father. You will heal us as a father. You will do all that a father does to us. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody shout a big amen. amen. Let's be seated. Work out your own salvation, part six, is what we're looking at. Work out your own salvation, part six. Philippians 2, from verse 12, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So we've been treating this and we're in part six and it's important that we learn. Let me tell you something that also the Lord has been sharing with me and I've been sharing it with people. The Lord told me that, do you know that some people pass through this life without learning the things he wants them to learn and that it affects them? See, some people pass through this life without doing the first thing he created them for. He said, there are lessons of life you must learn. You must learn them. He said, he was showing me, he said, look at Moses. He said, Moses wasn't always meek. But he learned the lesson. He said, look at how he went to, you know, he knew he would deliver Israel. He went by his strength. And he ended in death. He said, that's what every work of the flesh ends in death. So he went to, de- he saw this Egyptian and Israeli fighting, and he went to deliver, because he said he knew he would deliver his people. So he thought it was by his own wisdom. He had designed how he would do it. So he killed somebody. He said, did you know he realized then that he couldn't even deliver himself not to talk of another person? So he ran. He said, it took me 40 years to teach him one lesson. It took me 40 years to teach him one lesson. That without me, you can do... He said, the next time he came, and I was trying to show him, I'm the one to do the deliverance, not you. He said, watch his language. It changed. 
He was teaching me. He said, listen to what he said. He said, when I told him to go, he said, what did he say? He said, I can't. He said, I've gone from I'm going to do it to I don't have the ability. He said, you need to learn some lessons in life. They bring you to the point where I can do what I want to do in your life. He said, that lesson followed him all his life. When I told him to lead this way, he came to me and said, I can't. Except you go pew. Brethren, he told me, he said, there are lessons you are learning in your old age. You should be grateful you even learned them at all. He said, you know, it took me another many years to teach that Moses to work with me. He said, it takes me time to produce a matured pastor. It's not an overnight thing. He said, that's why I don't give my work to novices. They haven't been trained by me. So we must learn lessons. When you come to church, sit down and be humble and learn the lessons of life. Don't just come and sit down and say, we came to church. You are cheating yourself. You are cheating yourself. God says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. You are cheating yourself of what you need to know. So number one in this thing we are talking about, that's the topic we've been handling for today, is learn to exercise your God-given authority as a believer. This is your sole responsibility. If you don't do that, nobody will do it for you. Bushiki. You are representing Christ here on earth. So you represent his authority. In Ephesians 5.30, because we are members, parts of his body, so you are part of his body, so you represent Christ here on earth. You represent his authority. So that confers on us some privileges. In, in Romans 5, 17, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, by one, by one, by one, Jesus Christ. All of us have received abundance of grace when we came to Christ. And so we have received the gift of righteousness. And the Bible said, now we have received this, that we should not be able to reign in life. And don't, don't have this victim mentality thing that people have. We are raised. We are what? Raised. We are what? Raised. I know the camera won't pick me, but I, I will show you this. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm going to be raised up there. This is my head, right? Come on, church. This is my body, right? You are this, and Christ is this. So when Christ is raised, who is going with him? Where are you? You're not sure. Where are you? So when he was raised, where, where are you? Talk to me. Where are you? When he seated in this place of glory, where are you? Do you know angels are not there? No angel sits there. 
That's what the devil wanted. He said, I'm going to sit at the seat of God. And God said, no, he's prepared for my children. That's why he hates you. Because you have what is coveting. But you are, you are far superior to him. Can I hear amen? amen? Come on, church. Can I hear amen? amen? There is nothing your God cannot do and nobody can stop him. He put you there. You know, you know I, used to, I used to have pastors come and I would leave my seat for them. One day the Lord said to me, don't do that again. He said, when I put you at, in charge of Fountain of Living World Church as the pastor, I put you on that seat. Don't really wish it for anybody. You didn't put yourself there. So you sit there, and all the past, every single pastors, whether they are bishop or third, they sit or that they are in this place. I put you as the senior pastor. And not just senior pastor. You are in charge of Fountain of the Living World Church. You didn't make yourself that. You sit there. I, the first day I sat there, I was feeling you know, always sweating. I'm telling you, I said, I said, Lord, please, can we postpone this thing? <laughs> Let me move. <laughs> Let them sit, please. He said, you sit there. You don't relinquish the authority I have given you. I'm not a fool when I choose you. When God gave you that authority, don't relinquish it, child of God. Don't do not die you. Don't tell you dare relinquish that position God put you in. Stay there with boldness. You didn't tell him to put, he planned it and he put you there. Can I hear amen? amen. Short, can I hear amen? amen? We played victim for a long time. Amen. Ephesians 2.6 And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1.20 Quit he wrought in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above, that's where we are seated far above what? All come on, all and 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 that is not only what? And also that which is can we say amen? Yeah. Amen. Me and my wife, we went to shop. You know, when your wife takes you to shop, right, you better have your wallet. So we went to shop, right? Immediately we got out. This man came there. I know you are Christians. I know you are Christians. I know you are Christians. Yes, I know. I know you are Christians. Yes, I know now. I know. He said the best, the first, the book you should be reading is go and read the book of Job. Job is the most important book. Read it. I know you are Christians. She was there. He said, I know you are Christians. I know you're Christians. Yes, I know now. I know. Yeah. Go and read Job. Go and read Job. So we were walking. My wife said, make sure you are following me. Because this is a man that was really. I said, he can do nothing. These are the defeated spirits. They can do. There is one in us. Greater than him. Can I hear amen? amen? So Jesus gave us this authority. Luke 10, 19. Lo, I give unto you. I'm reading the Young Literal Translation. I give unto you the authority to trade upon what? Serpents and what? Scorpions 
and upon what? What does all mean? Eh? <laughs> if I bring, if you like, I can do an experiment too. I can bring rabbit food and put somewhere. So, some of you will run. We say these things because we haven't learned the lesson yet. It hasn't dawned on you that this is true. If it dawns on you that that is true, you, you, you see the Spirit of God elevate you to where really you are. Because these are not words that are made up. These are absolute truth. Anything that happens, we run around looking for who to pray for you, looking for who to do this for you, looking for... Come on, man. Stop. Oh, my sister, I was talking with my sister yesterday. Chuka was there. Chuka is always there. My sister wants to come to Jerusalem. She wants to pay from London. So we're calling her to remit her money to us. So you know what she told me? He said, brother, he said, my brother, let me share it this morning. He said, the word of God works. He said, it will reveal to you the plans of God for you. What she was telling Chuka was like, wow. 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 I said, Chuka, I see what the word of God does. This is a girl who had cancer, who had arthritis. She couldn't move. She was being carried around. She couldn't even go to the restroom. Listening to that teaching on Living World Conference on healing, instantly got healed. All the way in London. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Can you tell your neighbor that? Say, convince your neighbor. It's not convinced. Come on. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if you, if you eat in the dream, I, I, let's sort it out. If you eat in the dream, or eat in the day, or eat in the afternoon, nothing shall by You know, where we go say, we're not talking this time of eating, eating, eating. So the church that we went to, God told me to go there and we went there. They start, all they talk about is you eating the dream. So my wife said she started eating the dream. <laughs> and then she, 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 she wants to pray for us. I said, that's not necessary. I said, when you eat in the dream, ask them for soda, drink it in. <laughs> I said, you don't need prayer. You don't. You, you, you are completely fortified. God said, I want to show those principalities and powers, my many-sided wisdom through you. I want to teach them a lesson. That is summary. I said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Is either God is lying or you are lying? She's still here looking more beautiful, looking younger, eating my money, buying clothes with my money. Brethren, is that the Bible is true or what? You make up your mind. Let's stop all this. We are, religion is not what Jesus came to set up. He didn't come to set up. Jesus didn't even come to give you step, seven steps to this and 20 steps. It's all man-made. He came to reveal the kingdom of God that is real for you. To show you the kingdom where he's bringing you into. You know, all his sermon was on the kingdom of God. Tell me how many preach on the church. He 
came to reveal the kingdom of God that is real. And he demonstrated it. He said this kingdom, God is real. It's right here. Look at it. He said, even if you don't believe me, believe what God is doing now. Nothing shall by enemies. Learn the important lessons of life. Stop just coming to church and going. It will benefit you. Nothing. Nothing. He told me, he said, you know, many people pass through this state. They never learn those important lessons. If they don't benefit, they just live the life of regular people. The same thing would have happened. Nothing, no difference. No revelation of my glory. Nothing. When they talk, you know they don't know me. Praise the Lord. So is that that we reign? Or they reign over you? That's how it works. Because the devil wants to reign over you. The world wants to reign over you. Have you realized that they are very vocal and very, very, they are very vicious? They want to reign over you. They don't, to them, there is no room for negotiation. And there is no room for negotiation between darkness and light. They really want to impose things on you. Now the Church of England is in tumor. It's turned to shreds. Church of England is in total tumor right now. First Peter five eight. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is, is a roaring lion. Walking about, seeking whom he may, whom therefore do what? Resist, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are where? In the world. Resisting. It's your job to do that. You know, when my sister comes and says, Brother, the symptoms are back, I say, I will pray for you, you will walk. So one year God gave you to learn and grow. Calling me, why calling me? Am I your God? I say, You resist that thing. If you don't do it, nobody. I say, If you like a vat or this, your flesh, people are wasting your time. I say, It's your job to resist it. God gave you one year. And she said, Let's turn it to my sister. He said, My second sister, he said, You know, all of a sudden I really got angry. I said, What? Why am I allowing this? He said, I got angry. I started fighting back. He said, The thing just like that. You're coming to Jerusalem, there's no more there. I didn't pray for her. Nobody prayed for her. She rose up and did what God says to do. He whom resist, and he will flee. You haven't tried it now. You haven't tried. You, you, you can't resist. You, you. James 4, 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. The word flee means run like a terrorized person. I saw them once, many years ago, when God was teaching me this. You know, they came and carried me. You know, was small. I was just looking at them. 
took my son and I ran after him. I, in, the, in the bathroom, they were going to go through the window. So I ran after him. I said, come on, give me my son. Give me my son quickly. They said, eh. I said, you have forgotten. They said, forgot. I said, what he did to you on the cross. Hey, take your son. You don't know what he did. Take your son. Hey, take your son. Piam. They left. All I tell I say, I've forgotten what he did to you on the cross. Hey, take your son. You don't know what you did now. All of them, she should like wind, boom, through that window. Pa, pa, pa. If, I, if I didn't do something, they'll take the book. They already had him. Resist the devil and he will flee. what Jesus did to him. Remind him where he is. Remind him where you are. Oh, one time I was casting out one, then I was landing. You know, I was doing all this Lagos thing, following them around, they'd be falling, scattering. And uh, when I followed this one, I said, God, when will this end? I was, I was almost panting for breath. Oh my God. And Jesus, I bind you. I was, she was falling, I was following her. And the Lord said to me, when will you stop acting in unbelief? If you have faith in my name, you go away. It is faith in my name that works, not all this your yelling. I say, yeah, that's why it says me brother. So I'm going. So I left. The following day, that very woman came to me and said, Pastor, 32 demons left me in the night. 32. Then I got bold. The second one, uh, I was talking to that one. I refused to. He said, I'm not going. I said, okay. Because I'm standing up and talking to you. Think you are equal, right? I'm going to sit down like your boss. Cross my leg. And talk to you like the boss. I ran here on earth. So I sat down on the chair. Crossed my leg. I said, now, nah. before I count three in Jesus' name, it was gone. They want to challenge you whether you know what you are talking about. Whether you believe it. You need to be strong and firm in your faith. And let them know there is no chance in this world that you are giving them, you are changing your mind. They must do, you must do it. There, if, uh, there is no, if they, you, you, you have done it. See, we are the people that initiate these things. God does not initiate them people. You have to initiate these things. God has given you the authority, use it now. We sit down there, all we do is complaining. Matthew 18, 18. I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth, will be what? Whatever you permit on earth, will be what? So whose responsibility is it to permit? Eh? Which ones have you permitted? General, sit down. Everything that happened, eh? sister, if you know what is happening to me now, in short, eh? I'm trusting God, though. Is that what God said to you? Speak to it. I don't permit you. I don't allow you. In Jesus' name, you, are not, you don't have a place here. That's what God said to you. If you allow it there, they bring their brothers and cousins. Things must not remain the way they are. We can get things changed with this authority God gave us. So it reflects the will of God. Point is that if things are not working the way we think, we think that God's word is not true. It's not true. Trials must come. Temptations must come. That's what they do. 
But what we do also is to resist them, <laughs> to fight back. Mark eleven twenty, And in the morning, the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remember said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree, which thou cursed, is withered away. And Jesus answered said unto him, Have faith in God now. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, <laughs> it's interesting, whosoever shall say unto this mountain too, be, be thou removed, and be thou cast in this, into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart too, but shall believe that those things he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he said. He said, you're looking at me, you can do the same. I did it to show you. I did it to teach you that you can speak to mountains in your life. If you believe that they will move, they will what? They will move. The summary is that it's what you say you have. The things we say is what we see. We're always talking about what is happening to us. We're not talking about what we want to see happen. What we want to see happen. The Bible says we call those things that are not as if. That's the way you do it. You can demand a change in the name of Jesus. The name has invested in it every authority of heaven. Every authority. You see the fight over baptism, whether it's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's ignorance. Jesus said yes. But the Bible, if, if you watch Paul and they were baptizing in the name of Jesus, why? In that name is vested all the authority of the God the Father, God the Son, and what? All the authority of heaven is vested in that. So if you use his name, it's the same thing we're using the God, God the Father, Son. You read the Bible, you see Paul, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Because they understood scripture. People are fighting over it. They are baptized. And they are fighting over it. God has invested in that name all the authority of heaven. All of it. Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God has also highly exhausted, exhausted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every name shall bow of things where? In heaven. Things where again? Things where again? Even under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the church now shares in the use of his name because, the, the, look, my body doesn't, doesn't have a different, you can't say this is a Obiageli and this is a Mandel. My body has my name. If I'm Chinedu, I'm Chinedu. So the Bible says we have authority to use his name because that name, say we have been called by that name. Read your Bible. Say you people have been called by that. You are not Christ. But the name is like the name of the body to which we belong. And so because we are co-heirs with him, joint heirs with everything he has, he has a name, so we can use the name. It's a legal right to use his name. It's, it's a legal right. So you can demand things in his name to change. In John 14, 3, it says, And whatsoever you shall ask 
in my name. That I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is not about prayer. Because people who know Hebrew and things, I don't know. They told us that this word ask here is the word for demand. And he didn't say, you will know that it is true. Because he, when he was teaching about prayer, he wasn't confused what he was saying. Let me show you what he was saying about prayer so you understand it. John chapter 16, verse 22. John chapter 16, 22. And you, you now... And you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man take it from you. Verse 23. And in that day, in that day, which is this day in which we live, you shall ask me what? So how many of you pray to Jesus? See what he said there. He said, don't pray to me. Is it Greek? In that day, you shall ask me what? Nothing is what? Nothing. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall not ask who? The Father in my name. Our Father who at what? He said, don't ask me. Go to your Father. He's your Father too. You shall ask the Father in my name. He will give it to you. Verse 24. He, he that do you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Look at verse 26. Interesting. He says, at that day you shall ask in my name. I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Don't ask me. I will pray for you. So you go to the Father because it's your Father. I go to my Father and to who? Father. The Bible says he brought many sons Back to the Father. That's the whole plan. To bring us back to the Father as members of his household. So he's saying, now that's your Father, go to him in my name. This is about prayer. But now when he was talking about this demand in John chapter 14, 13, he said, whatever you shall ask in my name, I, Jesus, will see to it that it's done. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I. But he said the other one, if you ask the Father in my name, the Father will, will do it. So there's no confusion here. Now, he says, his name brings his presence. Wherever two or three are gathered, what? In my name. He said, I'll be there. His name brings, invocation of his name brings his manifest. Not that he's not there, brings his manifest presence. Let me show us an example. In Acts chapter 3, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. Verse 4, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I known, but such as I have. So what did he have? He had a name. He had a name. <laughs> he had a name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man rose up 
and walked. Right? He didn't realize anything. The man sat there looking at him, saying, so think I'm a fool. I've not walked in my life. He said, rise up and walk. But Peter exercised faith. Faith is action. Faith is what? Action contrary to the grain of things. Moving like this, you move like this. And by that, your movement, everything reverses. So, verse 7. And he looked, took him by the right hand. Did you see any act of it? The man was looking at him. Peter said, this name works. I, I have faith in it. And Peter took him by the right hand and lifted, lifting his, lifted him up and left him. That's what happened now. Peter took him, <laughs> lifting his lift. Uh, to, it is, it, to lift his toe with energy. Pull the man up, left him. And what happened? Immediately, his feet and ankle bone received. That's called faith. It's not an act of will. No. It comes by revelation. Faith coming by Yes. Peter knew what he had. He had a revelation of that name. And when he said, rise up and walk in that name, the man was looking at him, he took him by the hand and said, this is, this is, you don't give that thing a chance. You must let that thing know that what you're saying, you mean it, and there's no chance in the world that you're giving up on this thing. Peter took him by the hand, lifted him. Man, lifted him, lifted him. Now, in Acts chapter 3, verse 12, Peter was explaining it. And when Peter saw it, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, because the people ran to him, you know, thinking, you know, he has anointed, I found the anointed man of God, we should go into there for prayer now. That's what we do. We start human worship right there. We start worshiping people. I've said it here over and over. Human worship is, is easy. It doesn't take anything to worship human beings. It's so easy. Very easy. So they started rushing to Peter, anointing his hair, calling each other. Bros, discovered the anointing. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this now? Or why look ye so earnestly, where? On us. Why looking at us? As though by our own power. Or Holiness. What made this man to work? Why are you looking at us? It's not our power. It's not our holiness. I've said it here. If it is miracle from the Spirit of God, it will always give glory to Jesus. Never to a man. Never. If he begins to point you to a man, carry your things and run. God said, my glory I will never share with anybody. If he, if he begins to exalt a man, and all you hear is about a man, Take your things and run for their life. Peter was pointing them back to Christ. Because the Holy Spirit came to exalt Jesus. Not a man, not a church, not a group. Can't we learn? I will never worship. You've been worshiping them a long time. Verse 16. Look, look at verse 16. And his name. Peter is now correcting them. Don't look at us. It's not, it's not our holiness. 
and his name through faith. In what? In his name had made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, faith which is by him. Him. His name. Jesus Christ. It is him. He gave us a revelation. It's by him. He gave us a revelation. He's the light that enlightens every man that comes into this world. He gave us a revelation of him. So faith came. Let me read it again. It says, and his name, that's number one, that his name did it. Through faith in his name had made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, he explained again, faith which is by him. By him. He gave us the revelation. Had given him this perfectness, perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And then we can do the same. Mark eleven sixteen. And these things, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall what? Cast out the devils. And they shall speak what? With new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. How many sick have you laid hands upon since you became a believer? How many? How many? Not even one. Why? If you don't believe in the Bible, you haven't learned what Peter said. This faith is by him. He gave us the revelation. Lessons of life. God said to me, many people pass through this life, they don't learn the lessons of life. And they limit their life. They live a mediocre life. If they knew where they would have been. And we have authority in prayer. Matthew 18, 19. I, I, I also tell you this. If two of you shall agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it. So, if two of you shall agree, is it not authority he gave you to agree on something? <laughs> Pray on it, I agree. He said, we'll do it. He gave us the authority to do it. If two of you shall agree. Don't go and say, bros, I'm going for a job. Agree with me, I get it. That's not what he said. It's not what he said, and that's what people do. They don't, they don't read the Bible. They don't take time to study. And they do, do things that is coming from human mind, producing death. Let me show you what he said. I also tell you, if two of you shall agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, which means you must ask something. Don't go, bro, agree with me, I get the job. Have you asked? No. Is that what he said? No. It won't work. Two of you must sit down and ask something. If you ask something and you agree it is done, then he says it is what? Done. So he gave us husband and wife. You have tremendous privilege. Men to move in power. You know how we sold that building? That building, one, uh, the former building, 1.5 million. My wife went into that building. Me and my wife. We went there and we opened this scripture. Because people were not coming to buy. We opened the scripture and we held hands and said, God, this is your word. So we asked that this building will sell for 1.5 million. And we agree it is done. 
I said, well, he said, yeah. So we thanked him. He said, this scripture is fulfilled. And we left. Do you know? The report that came after that is that that house, that building is unsellable. They sent us a report from, from the environmental, whatever, the authorities. Our lawyer called us and said, your building is unsellable. The place is polluted. If you remember the entrance of that building, there's one small hole. That's where they were digging and taking sample. They said there is so much pollution there, and we don't know when to remedy it. Nobody will buy it. I said to Bika, that's the voice of the devil. What is written is written. And I said, lawyer, fired. I don't want you again. I don't want you again. You're not working for it. I don't want that lawyer. I said, this building will be sold in two weeks' time. We have agreed. There is an agreement between heaven and earth. God can do all this. And nobody can stop. Brethren, within two weeks, the same people called us and said, let us close. And we sat there. They signed and they paid 1.5 million. The same people. There is, when God says something, let's not be looking for, there is, look, he's giving you the answer to life. problem. So the 800,000 we were supposed to pay as down payment, which we didn't pay when we got the loan, we now said it to them. I used the other one, started fixing here. And you came, you were enjoying it. We put this thing for you. Giving you heat during winter. But you didn't know where it came from. You think it's your money. Now, the last one I want to talk about is authority over our flesh. As I mentioned this the last time that I preached here. Proverbs 25, 28. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city without, with, with a city broken down without walls. If you don't have control over your flesh, over your mouth, over your emotions, you will be vulnerable to the devil. I don't care what you're saying. He will use it to mess you up. First Corinthians 9.27 But I keep my body, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest by, that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Proverbs 16.32 He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He who is slow to anger is better than what? The mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Dominion over the flesh. Very critical. Very important. Spirit-led life. Spirit-filled life. You know why some people say, some people are confused how God talks to them. Well, well maybe you are drawn nigh to God now. Maybe you are far. Maybe you're living in the flesh. Maybe you're living far away from it. If you want to have fellowship with God, you must, must walk in the spirit. God is a spirit. He does not deal with flesh. You've got to train yourself to walk in his word. 
Don't just hear and go away and be doing what you like to do. You cheating yourself. Is it not if you draw nigh to him, he will draw, then you can hear him, understand it. Peter said this faith is by him. When you are doing religion and doing all this junk you people are doing, you think you hear him. Oh, I don't have time to show you scriptures. God says, if you hate the truth, I will leave you with demons. It's in your Bible. He said, I'll hand you over to it. They will deceive you because that's your choice. The book of Thessalonica say because they don't have love for the truth, I will leave them alone to be deceived. Has anybody read it? You haven't read it? Which Bible are you reading? What? Nobody read it in this church. I've read it here. I don't know how many times. You've read it. Book of Thessalonians. He said, because they don't have the love for the truth, I will leave them to deceitful spirits and will destroy them. Has, who has read it again? You read it. You read it. You read it. I have witnesses. So when we're preaching this thing, it's not an option. If you like, be playing with it now. It's not an option. It's not an option. It's about your life. I said it on Thursday. This life will end one day. And nobody knows when. Nobody knows when. Nobody. Oh boy. It's not that I'm young or old. Nobody knows when. Nobody. Is that all? Oh, your Christianity, is that all? Let me tell us something. Very important. <laughs> you cannot really worship God until you know his holiness. Let me say it again. You can't truly worship God. I'm not saying you worship God. You can't truly worship God until you know his what? Holiness. Until you know who he is. And you can't know God if you are given to the flesh. The flesh is blindness. It's spiritual darkness. Look at what David said in Psalm 138 verse 2. He said, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name. Why? For your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word. What? Above your name. He said, the reason I'm worshiping is because I've discovered that your word is above your name. I found out that your word is above your name. That your word reveals who you are. That your word reveals your character, your holiness, your purity, who God is. Your power reveals what you can do, but your word reveals who you are. He said you've exalted it, magnified it above your name. I've discovered who you are through your word. That's why I come to worship So let me show you something in Romans 3, verse 23. 
because of time, I just read the verse 26. Well, let me read 23 to 26. For everyone has sinned. We, are, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, with undeserved kindness, declared that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Verse 25. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. 26. For he was looking ahead and included them in what he would do in the present time. God did this. Listen, church. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. That in grace, you would discover the holiness of God. Holiness is God's purity and righteousness. That in grace, you would discover his righteous nature. It has to be revealed to you. He said, God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. His love. Which passes human to demonstrate it. The holiness of God is some totality of his character, which means his love too. Absolute righteousness that you can't explain. What reference do you have concerning God's holiness in this world? None. The word in their language, in their dictionary, don't have any definition of holiness. Except what they think the Bible says. It's not their language. Do you know irreverence to God is as a result of not knowing his, his holiness? That's why we do what we like in church. Treat the Bible anyhow. Treat his word anyhow. Irreverence to God is purely because we don't know him. John 4.22. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. While we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes from the Jews. Look at this woman's life. He said, Jesus said to her, you, you worship God, you don't know him. Look at her life in John 14.17. Jesus said, you are right. You don't have a husband. <laughs> 18. For you have had how many? Ah, how many? You have had how many? Why? He said, you worship who you don't know. You don't have reverence for him. And, you are, and they say, you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. Say, so you worship a God you don't know. You can't bring him worship. Worship is not just singing. Worship is surrendering your life to him. Worship is not just singing on Sunday morning. Worship is bowing with your entire being to a holy God. You won't do it unless you know his holiness. Isaiah. Isaiah 6 from verse 1. It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. 
With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they flew. They were calling out to each other, holy, holy, what? Holy. In heaven, the revelation of his holiness is supreme. They were calling out to each other, what? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's army. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundation. And the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, it's all over for me. I'm doomed for I'm a sinful. Immediately he had a revelation of divine holiness. He, real, he saw the difference. I have filthy lips. I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven. Come worship him. That's why, you, you know, we go and be living any kind of life, doing whatever. Jesus said to the Jews, he said, they do these things because they don't know me, they don't know my father. In heaven, you know, all this, you know all this thing? The holiness of God. Revelation 4, 8. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of, his, of eyes within and they rest not, and they rest, they rest not day and night. Saying what? Holy, holy, holy. Lord God, Almighty, which was, which is, which is to come. What did Paul write in the book of Ephesians? That God will open our eyes to know God. To know God. If you know his holiness, if you walk into his presence, you can talk. When the anointing comes on you, you can't do anything. When it comes, I start crying. I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> you, you can't fall. The thing overwhelms you. Let's rise. <clears throat> let's rise. Let, let, let's sing that song. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Choir, please help me. Holy, holy, holy are you, Come on! 
focus on the holiness of God. Silence in this. No, no, nobody singing. No noise. No noise. Focus on the holiness of God revealed in Christ. The righteousness of God. The love of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you again for your word, your presence with us, your mercy with us, your goodness, your faithfulness. We exalt your holy name. We worship your holiness. We join the angels in heaven 
to say holy. Holy. Holy is our God, Lord Almighty. Heaven and earth is filled with your glory. We bless your holy name. Father, give us a revelation of who you are. That our hearts will bow before you into worship. So we don't be worshiping what we do not know. Help us, merciful Father. In Jesus' name we pray.